0: Back to you, podcasting from the Museum of Broadcast Communications in Chicago. Check out their new exhibit, Stay Tuned, Rock on TV, now through April. Also, check out the Chicago TV Gallery, featuring Bozo, Garfield, Goose, Svengulli, and more. Just visit museum.tv. Back to you is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show.
1: If you missed Los Los Ano or La... Los Los Anno and friends, here's what you
2: missed. Hi, Fred Winston here, Chicago radio guy. <laughs> now, Fred, Tony. you were the first voice on Ferris Bueller's day off. Uh, oh, yeah, that was my big uh, cinematic moment. Come on, you it is a beautiful day in Chicago today. Temperatures expected to reach the upper 70s. Right now, 75 at the lakefront, 74 at Midway, 73 at O'Hare, and now, up in the sky, Don Nelson. Harris. Yeah, pretty goddamn riveting, wasn't it? Huh? I, I, got, I got John Hughes in the studio, and we're in a commercial break. He says, uh, could you imagine your voice coming out of the theater speakers in the theater? I said, uh, yeah, what does it pay? You know, mercenary. So I go in the studio, and I'm recording stuff, and I'm uh, doing buffo DJ crap. And uh, clever at libs, and, uh, you know, well, blah, 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 blah. And they didn't want that. They wanted the, uh, right. the straight crap. Right. <laughs> so he invited me to go with him to the premiere. Uh-huh. And I said, well... I can't do that because I get up at 3.30 in the morning. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not going to give up my sleep. I don't give a crap if it is a movie. (laughs) So he fixed my ass. I got paid, but I got no movie credit. Oh, really? Uh, No credit? No, no uh, credit in the movie. Everyone got a credit. (laughs) Except me,
1: unbelievable! And you're the first voice. Well,
2: yeah, well, that's yeah. okay. Do you do you get checks in the mail still for like sixteen cents for that? Or no, no. Really? It was a we... one-time flat fee Whoa. of three hundred thirty-seven dollars and sixty-five cents. Oh, oh man, that's yeah, swimming that, in it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Radio misfits
1: get more Losano and friends. Losano now on losano.com. Good luck trying
2: to spell Losano or whatever it's called. That's nice. I bet that's pretty goddamn compelling, huh? <laughs> right. Oh, sorry.
0: The following is a Tony Losano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville.
1: Let's go, Steve. I am very hot today. I should take the sweater off. Yeah, you will? Take it I'm, off. I'm dressing for tw- for 19 degrees outside. Was that I a here. Christmas gift? No. Does it look uh, Does it look too Christmassy? It's a winter sweater.
3: But well, I thought obviously. about it when I put it on. Obviously,
1: I no. I wear mean, that. the way it looks, it looks. I did not know whether it looked like winter or looked like Christmas.
3: You know, it is. It's a cardigan. Yeah. That's what Mr. Rogers wore. I don't know if it, does anybody else wear cardigans. Uh, <laughs> what would be the age cutoff to wear Samuel does your group?
0: I uh, wear cardigans. Yeah. You wear cardigans. Yeah, I have a cardigan. I wear it in uh you do. and summer. Oh, spring. Uh, yeah, I can't ask it, Samuel no, things. No,
1: Samuel. Samuel, he doesn't. Samuel, uh, more often than not, is in tune to the way I'm thinking.
3: Yes. Yeah. And he will d- just to
1: disagree with, disagree th- th- with what I say. And Samuel probably thinks the sweater I have on is fine. I would think. It's, right?
0: It's a little Christmassy? Yes, it is. Is it is it but because you got some snowflakes.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, see, that's my gripe about holiday music. You know, Winter Wonderland is a winter song. Yeah. I don't think I think that could be played until the end of February. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not mentioning Christmas at all.
3: Well, yeah, and you could watch there, Die Hard in July.
1: Sure. That's true, yeah. A Christmas and if so. the air is cranked up enough, you can wear a
3: <laughs> Back to you, <laughs> podcasting from the Museum of Broadcast Communications in Chicago. That's where we are. This is Back to You, a Tony Lozano production, and OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And since I've said all that, that means that we are actually rolling. The show has begun. How
1: are you, Steve? Man, you are good at elongating intros. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I am you, boy, you could give a good five minute introduction to
3: something. I am Steve, formerly <clears throat> of the uh traveling Wilberries. <laughs>
1: Uh, you were you were very very good <laughs> that with them. Yeah, I just put my harmonica away. You replaced Roy Orbison uh, uh, when he passed away. Well, that's a hard act to follow. It is. Well, uh, that's
3: why the group isn't together anymore. <laughs> I'm so glad
1: the holidays are over. I'm so glad because I need an intervention or something like that because I outdid myself in terms of eating and just gluttony from me too all of that you know I thought about you when I was traveling I got on a plane and the first thing the guy did in the seat across from me was take his shoes off <laughs> and I mean hadn't taken off yet why did you think because, of me because because it bothers me I'm so hop- I'm hoping you put your shoes on now <laughs> it's the same reaction when I walk in here. That it's, It does you know, bother
3: me. On the list of pet peeves that I have in the world, yeah. I mean, that is near the top. <laughs> yes. is when people yeah. walk around on an airplane like they're in their pajamas, yeah. and, and they take their shoes off, yeah. and then their bare feet, yeah. and then they'll put their bare feet up on the seat in front of them. Yes, yeah. You, you see horrible. everything on planes horrible. now.
1: I can't take and it. And they have no... They have no idea that it's as aggravating as it is to other people. I guess they don't care. I saw a video on, I love like just going through YouTube and just finding stuff. And there was a guy who had actually taken the socks off and was scratching his feet. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Right when they're ready to hand out
3: the Fritos. (laughs) He
2: he was the guy handing out the
1: (laughs) Fritos. (laughs)
3: you remember the story i was telling you about flying the red eye coming back from los angeles and i was lucky enough to be in first class and the flight attendant she was really nice and she walked by she was holding her nose and waving her hand back (laughs) and forth yeah and i said what's what's wrong i I was a little worried i thought that you know there was exhaust coming in the And she said um Bad breath and feet,
1: because oh, everybody boy. had gone to sleep for the night.
3: and <laughs> It was just a... Ooh, how'd you like to get off the plane wearing that cologne? It was just a tube of... Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, look at this. What, uh, Tony is showing me right now a video that will yes. give me nightmares.
1: I can't stand it. Look at that, with the feet up, propped up. Near the monitor on the plane. Near
3: the monitor. It's yeah, just God. what what is, is wrong with people? You know, it should be uh, is that like against the rules?
1: Well, it's, it's a, you, just against common decency and respect for other people
2: to do that. <laughs>
1: to, to do is that. he changing the channel with it? Changing <laughs> he's, he's changing got a, a, a touchscreen and he's using his toes. With his toes. <laughs> <laughs> Now that, that that's interesting. Now that now you're gonna now you got a show, yeah. I, I mean that's better than just your big old bare feet hanging out. At yes. least he's giving you something to watch as yes. you're scanning the aisles. You've
3: always cracked me up because you, you when you have your shoes and socks off. Which is rare, mm-hmm. uh, you've told me before, but you call them. I don't walk around <laughs> in my natural feet. <laughs> I, I don't. No, I, don't, so, I, I don't just, walk
1: I, around in my natural feet. <laughs> I haven't, no, I don't, even if it's carpeting, I, I don't like walking around completely barefoot unless yeah. I'm gonna lie down or something. And I don't like going away to a resort or, or vacation and there's a pool and see a guy yes. flat-footing from the pool to where you have to eat right, with no shoes or anything on Oh,
3: like. that's, that's near the top of mine, too. Uh, the, you know, if a little kid comes through or something, but you're standing in the lobby in a very nice resort, and you're checking in, and all of a sudden here comes this guy yeah. flip-flopping in his yeah. natural feet, yeah.
1: soaking wet from the well, pool why, through the lobby. But that's interesting. Why is it okay for a kid to do that? I feel the same way. If I saw a kid bouncing through barefoot, I'm I'm not going to react the same way as a big 45 year old with his crusty toenails uh, (laughs) slip sliding through the through the lobby.
3: It's because his feet haven't had as much wear and tear. Yeah, got little
1: kid. (laughs) (laughs) Got a history. The 45 year old. Now that picture that Tony just showed us of the person with the toes on the screen. (laughs) What if that had been a big 55 year old man? With his crusty toenails and bunions, changing the channel—that uh, would—I wouldn't want to see that. Well, I, was it a kid? I don't know what it was. I, but it this wasn't was. Bad. This was. It looked a, like an adult, but it was an uh, adult. The feet were, were bearable. <laughs> no, they weren't, because they were bare. Uh, from here, I'm I'm not on the
3: plane with them, so I can. It's okay to see it from it's, here. It's just absolutely disgusting. I can't stand that. And and I can't stand like I said people you know in the old days you see pictures you know in United Airlines back in the '40s Eastern Airlines which is gone and everybody's dressed up with a suit and tie and it was a you know elegant way to travel yeah. and now people <laughs> just just barely you know they wear things that you wouldn't walk out of the house in.
1: Now have you ever been a passenger in a car and slapped your big bare feet up on the dashboard?
3: No. No, I don't like that either. No, I don't like passing cars, and I see <laughs> yeah. somebody's feet slapped up there. Now, Samuel
0: has done no... that. Oh, all the time.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he does it when
1: he's driving.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or they slap their foot out the door after out the window. You yeah, know, like a dog's head. Yeah, and then they got a foot flapping yeah. out there.
1: I sometimes a uh, fear. What will happen to a dog when I see dogs leaning out like that? Right. But I don't know where dogs learn to do that. But they never seem to get hurt. They love it. (laughs) They They absolutely love it. They know just about how far to lean without getting in trouble. Without the uh, air
3: picking them up and and flying them out
1: into a cornfield. Yeah. There's a funny commercial where with Tina Fey where the guy is uh, leaning out of the car. Uh, I can't remember what ad that is. All state, yeah, yeah. He's trouble, you know. Like, but uh, anyway. Anyway, you were a little
3: late uh, today. You said you were uh, there was a long line at the dispensary. Hey, what, what, Did, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I was it? a
1: little late today. What kind of thing is that to throw out? Well,
3: You were a little late today. Well, I wanted to talk about the dispensary <laughs> and, we the and, In uh, the li- and the long line. taking attendance and the roll
1: call? I missed the roll call. And the that.
3: long line. That's
1: what I wanted to talk about. Um, no, it had nothing to do with that. Didn't it? No, <laughs> it just—it had, it had to do it. good old-fashioned late. Did you? No, ever think I left
3: later than I thought I would. Yes, wanted to. But either. think about this for a second. Go back when we started at Channel Two, or I don't know how many years ago. Yeah. Did you ever think in Illinois that pot would be legal and sports betting? You know, is legal as of
1: January first.
3: I and thought there that, are other things coming.
1: Yeah, I thought that, that you wouldn't believe. Well, I was around enough people that it ought to have been legal. <laughs> <laughs> They've talked about the tax
3: <laughs> on <laughs> on the legal pod being so high yeah. that that's good for the
1: uh, for the street market because they'll make you a deal. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen. I was in, in California. I remember being uh, in Oakland and seeing um, a store and folks sort of congregating around the store, and I was sort of standing on the corner longer than I thought I would just to congregating experience. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was going on? I hang out with, <laughs>
3: with some of your friends. Um, now you, I mentioned sports wagering. Uh, you you will go to Vegas and bet. Like twenty five bucks on a game. I find this really interesting. And then you're you, just telling all my business today. I t- I always tell your business. And I'm never late for betting on those games. By the way. But you don't watch the games, just like this podcast that you don't <laughs> listen to.
1: No, it's more you of a thrill.
3: Well, you you come <clears throat> back later and give them the ticket. Yeah. to see if you won or not.
1: I can go. I'm one of those people what? that can bet on two or three games and play parlays and all. I love betting on games. I just think it's thrilling. But I can put the money down and buy the ticket for the bet and then go off and see a show and come back and look at the big board and see whether I won or not. But
3: isn't part of the thrill watching the the game and how it unfolds? No,
1: it's agonizing. (laughs) I don't want to go through the agony of I I have... uh, I've bet on baseball games before and come back thinking the game was long over. And I look up and I see 15th inning tied. And then I have to watch the end of it. And it's horrible. It's just the anxiety <laughs> over a $25 $25. Bet. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big-time gambler. And you paid 60 bucks for the show. <laughs> yes, yeah. For the traveling Wilburys. And I'll, and I'll be so depressed when I... Uh, lost the twenty-five bucks. Uh, traveling Wilburys. Can you mention? Can you name one of their songs? No, but you're very aware of the group. Yes,
3: crew. yes, yeah. I am because of the people that were in it. I mean, legendary artists. Yeah, we were talking earlier about Roy Orbison being in it, and you said you always loved his voice. Oh yeah, uh, Roy Orbison. I believe that people said that he had the biggest range of octaves. Yeah of any singer ever. He could hit any note as high or as low as you possibly could.
1: I would think he was one of the more
3: underrated
1: performers.
3: Oh, he was fabulous. And And he wrote, I believe he wrote a lot of songs that other people recorded.
1: Yeah. I don't uh, know much about his own personal history, but every time I heard him or heard a Roy Orbison record, it would get my attention.
3: And younger people would know... Song "Pretty Woman" probably because it's been used in so many movies and commercials. Yeah,
1: but they wouldn't know. They would. You're right. They'd recognize that voice, have heard that voice, but probably wouldn't Wouldn't know know who who Roy Orbison was. Um, I was talking about other things that.
3: you know things that we never thought would happen in the state of Illinois. I'm looking
1: over at Tony. He, every once in a while, he glances down to see if I still have my shoes on. <laughs> I didn't I know. To, I know what he's doing. I yeah. didn't have to glance down because <laughs> I'm closer to you. Uh, ha, ha. They are wicked. <laughs> now you got people with the theater of the mind imagining all of this. You know, you can. <laughs> they see like like when you look at. Uh, the cartoons with a squirrel. I mean, with a, a skunk. Yes. And you ever see the scent go rising from the skunk? <laughs> People now are imagining like the scent. They could see the scent rising from my socks. You know, you can you can cut those toenails more than once a month. You know. You can, yeah.
3: I can see now. You probably got to cut them like with hedge clippers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I. I, You know what I do my routine in the spring is actually. I don't want to know. I cut the I cut the hedges, then I go in and cut my toenails. (laughs) (laughs) Have more difficulty with the toenails. Where's (laughs) you? Where's your wife when this is going on? Uh, she's somewhere in another room listening to the Woolberries. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, let me but, tell you something. You want, want to get serious for a minute? Uh, not really, but oh, go okay, ahead. Okay, never mind. No, never really. Mind. No, go, ahead, go, <laughs> ahead. go ahead. I don't even know whether this is serious necessarily. But I sort of had an epiphany over the holiday uh, hmm. weeks. That sounds like... I heard some classical music. because I went to an epiphany yes. last night. <laughs> Boy, played, were they good. I played the epiphany. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Um, Beautiful and sound. But let me tell you what happened. I And it has to do with my approach to the new year, this new year of 2020. I realized what I have to do. Uh, some of the things I want to do with my life from what happened to me over the holiday. Uh, one, I went to a Christmas pageant uh, little kids, um, my grandsons. Uh, we went to this church that had, they had a Christmas nativity pageant, sure. and across from me was a woman when it was singing carols. We all had to sing carols at one point, mm-hmm. and she was loud,
3: <laughs>
1: loud. <laughs> I mean, loud and mostly on key, and just grooving loud. You know, uh-huh. and and it's knowing me right. You would think that would annoy me, right? Yes. My my reaction, though, when I looked at her, was, that's pretty cool to be that confident, that uh, into it, that moved by it, to not care what other people may be thinking about it. And nobody got annoyed. People sort of noticed that she was singing that loud. And it made me think, you know... I ought to be less inhibited with my life and not worry sure. it so much. about Like I'm not like this. So I'm going to sing my carols loud this year. The other thing in 2020, I mean, when they roll around, that's quite a resolution. You know, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one, Well, that's being, um, you know, that I, I'm saying that you could take that and, um, you know, I, I'm talking about more than just my carols. Yeah. I with my life, yeah. I'm going to be less inhibited. I'm yeah. going to be the... This is like this is something else that I could never do. I could never go to a party or an event and be the first guy out on the dance floor. Could you? Uh, no, I could not. <laughs> I wanted completely full. Yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah. I got to have but. at least four or five other couples out there, at least, before I jump out there in any way it's got to be at least a handful of people or more uh this year at a party or more than one party i'm going to be the first guy out there i hope you are well i want to be the guy that says let's kick this thing off
3: continuing on that's very much unlike me on the serious note uh what is like you is it you are very inhibited yes and you care so much about what other people think well
1: that is what i'm
3: trying to work on and change
1: You know, who cares? You would think you can't care. You would think that in the business that we are in that there would be less of that in me or or someone who performs. Right. I mean, wouldn't you think that? Yeah. Sure. But I'm not I'm the opposite of that and I'm working on that and I (laughs) I waited long enough in life to change, right? right? Yes. Well but isn't that but that's that's part, you know, instead well, of, Oh, I'm going to lose weight. Oh, I'm not going to eat this. I'm going to not drink that. I'm not making those kind of superficial changes. I want to go a little bit deeper than that and work on, on some other things that might make me feel better as a person.
3: Well, those changes, when you're talking about, you know, we all ate during the holidays. Yeah. I ate everything in sight. Yeah. You know, there was so much food around the house and what have you. And, um, Um, you, you know, I don't have to make a resolution to know that I can't keep this up. Right. So I I don't make a resolution out of that, but I do, you know, cut down and and eat better. Uh, another thing that you could work on is (laughs) that you could begin maybe sitting on your front porch. Well, what would you? What would you think of that? On I'm not going to push it now on a rocking chair.
1: I'm not going. I'm not one of those like one of those rocking chairs. They got a cracker barrel. I'll I get ha- you one. I have neighbors that like to sit out front. I have like when growing up as a kid, we grew up in an enclosed port. I had an yeah. enclosed port. Yeah. Uh, and my uncle and my mother and uh, lo- the most of the adults love sitting out on the porch, sure, looking at people as they walk by, sure. Or being seen, waving to people, you know, as they would walk by. And um, I never enjoyed that as much as they did. It was Or the sitting same on the way. front step. I would do that with friends, but I wouldn't. Um, uh, it's almost like that. I, you're not a front porch sitter, are you? No, I will not sit on my but front why, porch. But why Why do you choose well, not to do Well, this
3: it? is weird, too, but I mean, it, it's kind of like, like you, because I really don't want to chit-chat <laughs> when people come by because I, A, have nothing to say, yeah and B, what they have to say I have no interest in. Well, that makes so, you
1: very qualified to do a podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can see why
3: you chose so to I, do this. I, there's nothing to talk about, so I, I don't want to visit with everybody that comes by with their dog. Uh, <laughs> uh, why is it you think that you're
1: like that? I mean, I'm like that, too. I don't what know why I'm like on? a lot of things. But what is that? I'm exactly like that.
3: I think it comes from being in broadcasting for so many years and yeah. that we talk <laughs> yes. for a living and we talk yeah. all the time. Yeah. So when you get home, you don't talk as much. You want to unplug. You don't want to talk. You don't want to visit. But at the same time... it's not. And It's not a
1: matter of being rude in my eyes. Now do you think you are the person that people you off mic and off camera you are the same person that people saw on the TV Uh yeah overall
3: I would say that that I am except I am probably more uh I'm probably more introverted yeah uh you know quieter But you're essentially like, the
1: same guy Yeah yeah I I saw that beautiful day in the neighborhood with Tom Hanks uh-huh. as Mr. Rogers and uh one of the scenes in it, he is asked by a character, <laughs> "Why, well, Tony thinks that I got a Mr. Rogers sweater on. You do. Uh, no, I don't. And you're taking your shoes off now, putting <laughs> your slippers on. <laughs> Mr. Rogers never slid sl- across the floor with his bare feet. No, his He's natural been, feet. His natural feet. No, but one of the characters asked, oh, well, okay, so uh, you're Mr. Rogers on TV, and then you're Mr. And he said, no, 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 I'm the same guy. That's not a character,
0: right. and so I yeah. feel.
1: I sort of uh, feel the same way that the person you saw or hear now is the same person that uh, you'd run into. But I'm willing. I feel more comfortable with this setting than I would sitting on the front porch, sure, talking to strangers as they go by. Yeah, you know, I I have not
3: seen the Mr. Rogers movie yet, but I'm really happy to know that there wasn't some dark side to him you know that that well, he was well yeah in this
1: day and times you're yes. expecting something like that there's something there and Never and, had and, any... and there
3: wasn't he was a good man yeah. and um did you watch it you watched it with your kids i would think
1: why what the movie no the, the, oh. the, the mr rogers his show oh. his mr rogers neighborhood <laughs> no <laughs> no i you want to hear a um uh I guess whether you want to hear it or not, I'm going to tell it. <laughs> I, uh, what a silly thing to say. Do you want to hear something? No, but I'm going to tell it. Uh, long ago, I did a children's show, on both on radio and on TV, for preschoolers. And um, uh, it was on in the summer for a whole summer season. I think the, it was like from four to seven-year-olds. It was geared to. And it was on... Uh, Westinghouse Network, and at the time, it wasn't up for any Emmy or any other award that you would present a show for. A lot of folks, I guess they realize that when, you're, when you win awards like uh, Emmys, you're placing your show uh, in the competition, hoping that you're voted for, and you, you, know, you want to be selected. Yes. At your, well, yes. Anyway, we did the show, had fun with it, thought we were being creative and, and reaching children. And out of the blue, we get a letter from the Children's Television Workshop. That's where Mr. Rogers was a part of. Right. They saw our show and said, we're going to give you the box. And what the box was, was a hand-drawn uh, 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 award presentation that a kid had, had drawn. Huh. And we had to go to Boston to receive the award. And I can't say for certain he was there, but he was certainly aware of shows like ours that were trying to do things for kids. Isn't that kind of cool? That's very cool,
0: something Uh, you ought to be proud of.
1: I'm more proud of that box, it was called, than any other award I've ever gotten because we were selected because they were scanning shows across the country and notified us like you're getting a Nobel Peace Prize or something.
3: Well, you know, awards in local television, like the Emmy Awards, I know people that have uh, shelves of them, like 20 of them, and you have to enter. Yes. I never entered. Uh, yeah. I won a few, but I never entered. But there were, I know people that I worked with that made it their life's work to accumulate local Emmy Awards. Yes. And... I don't know what it did for them. I mean, it really doesn't do anything for their career because people that hire could care less if you won an Emmy because everybody's won one.
1: So, and I don't know know how like that. Sure, and uh, sometimes it's oh, I know that guy. I'm gonna the way it works. I've voted for for folks who have sent their things. Yeah, I have too. And it's usually from out of town. You're not voting for people that are in your same city. So we may have uh, Milwaukee's entrance. Right. Right, and you know you don't know these people, and maybe you're busy. You may not even look at all of their work on. No, that. you don't pay. So you don't. Or really. you may see somebody you know. Hey, there's Ralph. Yes. I'm voting for the, Ralph. Yes, yeah. that that is the way it goes <laughs> locally. Yeah. And I, th- I have a feeling that some of these other major awards work that way. I know that I uh, have voted before for like SAG awards. Have you Have it, you done that? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, can you say with certainty you've seen every minute of every film that's been presented? Now, and if you haven't, it no. seems to be okay. I heard uh, Alec Baldwin talking about uh, voting for Oscars and, and other major awards. Not that he has done it, but he knows that people don't see every right. frame of a movie that right. they're voting on. They may not even have time and let somebody else recommend what they should vote for. So I'm always suspect of these awards in the award shows.
3: Did you watch the SAG Award or the Golden Globes? Yes. And watch uh, you like Phoenix's did... uh, speech <laughs> when he said uh, at the one point he said, uh, "We're nominated here. We don't. None of us <laughs> care if we win.
1: Let's be honest here." <laughs> and he said a lot of other things, but yeah. he's not. I don't know why I can't get into him. I like I saw yeah, Joker, don't... and I just I, I appreciate his performance. And understand why uh, that it was a terrific, but I just did not like the movie. Uh, and I think a lot I, of it had to do with him. He he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't drive me to see a movie. Well, I'll you, see a movie. you talked at, about that before him being in it.
3: No actor drives me to see a movie. I don't know what it is that um, you know if it's trailer that I saw or the story that I'm interested in, but. Um, you know, any actor can be in it, and, and I'm okay. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, I, I told you before, I thought Joker was, was fabulous. Yeah. And I, I thought he was fabulous in it. And, uh, yeah, I guess I so. could see thought, why you thought that. I thought it was <laughs> one of the best performances I've ever seen.
1: Uh, ever seen? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. You know, I saw that movie, Her. Did you ever see that? No. The dumbest movie I've ever seen. (laughs) It's so stupid. How's a guy going to fall in love with, the like, Siri or the voice (laughs) on the phone? Right? Wasn't that what that was basically about? And he was in it. And it just was... And that turned you off to him forever. He just doesn't... He's not... Doesn't do much for me. You know, after they
3: win their award, they walk off stage and there's an area back there where the media get to interview them. So uh, it's on YouTube... So Joaquin Phoenix walked up with his Golden Globe, and the first person said, um, "Hello, I'm Steve Baskerville from uh, CBS Two Chicago. You saw me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you record it? And he, <laughs> okay, good. And asked him, um, Joaquin, what did it take for you to get into the mindset to play that role? Yeah. Such a such a role as as Joker and he looked over at his publicist and looked away and he said man I've been talking about this for 6 months and you don't know the answer to that yet I'm not going to go through it all 6 months 6 months this is, this question is 6 months old you know, you and,
1: know.
3: And, <laughs> did you enjoy that oh I loved yeah. it I love and I love uncomfortable moments there are um, Go on YouTube sometime and look up uh, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino when people interview him, oh, yeah. and they've asked him so many times, "Are you comfortable with your movies being so violent, yeah. and why are they so violent? Why is every one of your movies violent?" And he'll play along for a while and he'll be nice, and then yeah. finally, about five minutes into it, he'll he'll start firing
1: back. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever violently? Been, have you ever <laughs> been afraid that a guest? Would turn on you or um, be done with the interview sooner than you wanted it to. Uh, that you would be embarrassed.
3: No, I would. Why? Why would want that? You. Would. I want anything out of the ordinary. I'd rather have a guest turn on me and get into an argument and have it be something that was was unusual, and I'd fire right back like I do on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I'd have, I'd they would stay longer than, they wouldn't walk out. They'd stay because the argument yeah. would be so good. Yeah. So I'd rather have that than have somebody just answering the questions that are ordinary questions and ordinary answers. How yeah. about you?
1: Uh, I would much rather, yeah, I would not like that. I'd be very uncomfortable and would be crying on my front porch the next day. Would it bother, you? <laughs> would, that would bother you? Bother me to no end. Why? But because I, I, I don't like being uncomfortable like that or making someone else feel that uncomfortable my approach is different I have always wanted to put people at ease if in my in my perspective and, and what I was trying to do with people your your mission was you were more a reporter than I ever was yeah and you were I was looking for uh, comfort like I, I remember I, I went out on a press junket to California the new shows for the CBS season. And I'm talking to these stars as they come in. What well, it's like next, you sit in a room. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you're moving from room to room. And you're going from one star to the next star to the next right. star. Right. It's very exciting. Yeah. And it was in Pasadena, by the way. Beautiful place. And it was at this big hotel. Uh, in Pasadena where they have uh, marriages and uh, you know uh, wedding ceremonies uh-huh. beautiful. Um, and I can't remember the name of it now. but anyway, I, I love talking about <laughs> as this program has indicated. I love talking about nothing to people. <laughs> and so I'm sitting I'm sitting across from Malcolm McDowell, mm-hmm. okay, Clockwork Orange, other sure uh, yeah. movies that are more recent than the dusty one that I picked out, but he's a, a, quite an actor. Yes. And he's sitting uh, across from me, and he and uh, I said, uh, well, uh, how's it going today so far? And he said, I haven't had lunch yet. Have you had lunch? <laughs> and I knew immediately it was going where I wanted it to That's go. That's good. I didn't ask how he felt about the new series and, and what his plans were. And he's and he was very serious. I said, "No, I haven't had lunch yet. What do you think?" He said, well, "What kind of cold cuts have you noticed? The cold cuts." And we got <laughs> it really. And I'm thinking, now, I'm talking good. about cold cuts. Yes, with Malcolm McDowell. You've got something going now. On, yes. On the same trip, it was the first year that Ray Romano was going to be in. Where's Raymond? Or what? Everybody, everybody loves, Ray, loves everybody. Raymond. Yeah. yeah. And he was the a nobody there. And he said, I have no idea why I'm here talking about a show that doesn't exist yet. I'm lucky if it lasts, you know, more than the pilot. Yeah. And he was just happy to be there and happy to talk about life as a stand-up. And suddenly I'm plucked to be in this show. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. Uh, I sat beside, uh, uh, not Tommy Chong, but Cheech. Keith yeah. Marin, right? Uh-huh. He was in the show with Don Johnson, a new CBS show. And he sits down and he looks at me and he looks down and he says, nice shoes. And I said, yeah, you like these? I just got them for, a, he said, yeah, I have to wear fancy clothes now because Don Johnson likes that. You know, he said, really, Don Johnson's always pushing it and is always aware of how everybody's dressed. And so now I dress more than I ever have before. That's another good interview. Yeah. Now you've got it going. I was almost fired when I came back to work and said, here's the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You should
3: try this approach when we have guests. This is what what you should do. And then we'd, we'd... We'd I think that's it, what we do. We'd step we're... it up a notch. What if, what if? Uh, well, first of all, I'll, I'll get back to this. Uh, we're going to take a break. This is Back to You on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This week on Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, we talk with the San Diego
0: chicken, Ted Giannoulis. I run all the way up to the stage, and there is Elvis singing. I'm dancing right under him. And Elvis catches this, and he says, I don't know if you all can see, but you got to believe me, there's a chicken dancing. <laughs>
3: Up to you. <laughs> and then he says, I want to warn this chicken something. Uh, I don't know who put him up to
0: this, but my manager's name is the Colonel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Minutia Celebrity Interview. Minutia Man Celebrity Interview. An Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place.
1: RadioMisfits.com.
0: If you like Back to You with Howard and Steve, then be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like... And Friends. And Friends is about those conversations that real friends have. Kimmy, Tommy, and Samuel discuss sex talk, history, blatant narcissism, and more. So come meet your new best friends with And Friends. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.
2: Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we have 10 cool cars that are eligible for import into the States in 2020. Plus, the Maserati Gran Turismo is nearing the end of the line. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.
3: We are back. This is back to you with Howard Sudberry and Steve Baskerville. Back to you on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. New for 2020 by New for 2020. The first one we took a little holiday break. Uh, we were talking about interviews getting uncomfortable. And if somebody takes offense to a question, and you know, whether I would be uncomfortable, yeah, I tell you the tough ones on those junkets is uh, like if you get Tommy Lee Jones about 15 interviews in, yeah, that could
1: be rough. Yeah, I was pretty lucky because I was in the early part of it where I was among the yeah. earliest ones, everybody was fresh, yes, yeah. I, did, I was not. I guess because it's a big city, you know, New York, Chicago, we're going to get uh, L.A., we're going to get the preference over when we show up. I'd hate to be like Sioux City and you're number 29. Yeah, (laughs) and the questions are the same,
3: and there are some that you have to ask. I mean, if somebody's got a movie coming out, you have to ask. You eventually have to get to it. You have to get to that. yeah. Uh, But, um, you know, you were talking about interviewing somebody and you want to make them feel comfortable. I do, too. But the way you posed it to me is if somebody got... You know, I'm not trying to... um, Yes,
1: you are. You're trying to aggravate them. I'm not trying to
3: provoke them. them. You just provoked me. Well, that is not very hard to do. You wake up provoked. (laughs) I do. Uh, So, anyway, uh, it... I'm not trying to get them into that mode, but right. if, they, if they turn, then yeah. let's get
1: it on. Yeah. You can be a, um, you know, you, you can, uh, edgy, is that it? Uh, you, you're a little more uh, in your face than I am. And I wish you'd back up right now. <laughs> it's, it's making me very... Well, awkward.
3: I'll say anything that comes to my mind. Yeah. And that's part of your resolution that yeah. they're of being not in, inhibited. Because I'm not saying
2: now. No. If you say
3: anything comes to your <clears throat> mind, well, not anything, but I mean most anything comes to your mind, then you're not
1: afraid if you offend somebody. But my approach isn't inhibited. I'm going to places that are risky too when I'm talking about, you know, what you're going to eat because that's not what people want back at the station. Well, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about things that that are human to me I like I like talking about nonsense
3: are you going to pursue pursue, is that nonsense uh yeah yeah, this whole thing is nonsense (laughs) (laughs) have you listened no No. No. uh
1: are you going to pursue your acting career uh not uh, yeah I am that's one of the uh resolutions I like the way you call it an acting career I don't have you do no yeah you do. I don't have a career yeah yeah you do no you have started a whole new career. No, I,
3: I'm attempting to start one.
1: Yeah, well, that's, you can call and it. And I'm
3: taking, taking lessons. Yeah. I do have an audition tomorrow. Woo. Woo! Woo! I'm always optimistic, but I really think I could get this one because um, I'm playing. Listen egg. to
1: this, Samuel. He told me about the that it was coming I up. can't
3: tell you what show it is or anything about much about it, but um, I play an angry person that gets in a fist fight. <laughs> So that's that, that typecasting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But they didn't know that. They didn't know that. So I'm I'm optimistic to, about that one. So What are you going to wear? The career what are you gonna I'm going to wear, gonna wear uh, it's a blue collar person I'm going to wear like a like a flannel shirt and a pair of jeans oh, you wear, something like
1: that. Right. Okay. Untucked. Right. Untucked. Well, you <laughs> just blew it. You
3: blew it right Not there. Not untuck it. <laughs> um, something something kind of raggedy.
1: Yeah, And then
3: you go up there and stand next to the casting person and you do the scene. So the career would be if I got the part and was in the show. Then you've got an acting career, or at least the beginning of it.
1: If you're auditioning, I don't think you have a career. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the first person you're going to tell when they say, I got it, when they say you got it, you got the part?
3: Uh, I will probably tell, the uh, my wife or my
1: son, right? That's probably, that's probably it. And both of those people are hopeful and encouraging, aren't they? Uh,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: sure. They are. Yeah, sure. They are. Are you? Not at all. I hope you. <laughs> I, I I hope you don't get a thing before I start, and that I that I get the first good thing. So back. I'm going being more truthful
3: in 2020. So yeah. back to my original question. So you are going to pursue it. Yeah. Yes. So the first thing you have to do, which uh, Tony posted, uh, yeah. you admiring my headshots, my my comp photos, the first thing you have
1: to do is get a, your pictures taken. Yeah, I don't feel like the work it takes to do all of that. Yeah, that's it second takes, thoughts. It takes, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
3: you really know, for them to get, clothes, for them to and, get, uh, you, just, you, they have to show you in different, you know, lights so you, to show what you can play. Yeah. So, I mean, changing clothes, taking a lot of pictures, it'll probably take three hours. Oh,
1: forget it. Yeah, it. What are you, De Niro? I mean, what's. Uh, you... So, are you going to go out and get an, an agent? I or... have an agent. So, your agent? She's been on this show. <laughs> I. <laughs> she... Do you remember? <laughs> oh, I think I. W- you... Was I there? <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah, evidently not. Uh, I... uh, you or were no. here. <laughs> yeah. Um, now so... you've really got a good shot of signing with her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You think I should wear the sweater when I get those pictures taken? Um, I like the sweater.
3: I I would wear it. I would wear it. Yeah, because they might need uh, like a a show could need a (laughs) Mister
1: Rogers type character. I I am too cool for that, man. You can't make references to Mister Rogers with anything that I wear. I'm way cooler than that. Except (laughs) that sweater. I'm bringing. The funk to Mr. Rogers' wardrobe. So no, that doesn't sound right, does it?
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
1: no, this is a real clean and new sweater, actually. How quickly,
3: how soon will you get your pictures made, and will this begin, this process? Well, you're really pushing this, aren't you? Well, I am, because I um, want to know. I don't know. You know, <laughs> sometime soon. You know, when I make my mind up, I go do it, and I did it.
1: Yeah, it only
3: took a year to decide to do this. Like my tattoo.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you get it? Yes. No. You did?
3: I'm going to. I'm going to.
1: I'm willing to bet. Like I said before, I don't think that will happen. Well, I don't that, think that, so. That will happen. <laughs> will it happen? Soon. Before the summer gets here? Yes. Before spring? Yes. Before uh, the end of February? Probably. Oh, let's see. What could? What is it? You have to. Is it a special drawing that only? No, it's not what, fancy. No, it's not fancy. You know where it will go? Yeah. Now I. Do does you your agent do, think you should not do it on your face? Do you want to know? <laughs> what we where have? it will go? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't. Now I tell you, I know where it's going to go. It's going to go on your arch of your foot. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll reveal it on a flight. <laughs> <laughs> when, <I'm, laughs> when you take your shoes off. One
3: of my, I've got an aisle seat. Yes. Yeah, and what it'll say is, I need a drink. So <laughs> I just hang it out there for or the flight either attendant. I really
1: stink. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's what the One other. The, that's the I'll other. I'll get that on the that. other foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So you are gonna, you're committed to this. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, it, what's going to happen it's first? It's time. What do you think is gonna happen first? You will get this tattoo, or I will go get pictures and photos and go see the agent lady. Oh, and,
3: I'll and get the, the tattoo. No question. I don't know. Because you procrastinate. And you don't. <laughs> no, I do. I've terrible. We've been talking about this. I'm terrible. But the, there were reasons.
1: Reasons why you couldn't get a tattoo? Yeah. What, your sleeves wouldn't roll up or something?
3: I don't want to choose <laughs> I don't choose what? to go into them. It's that deep. Well, not not really. It's just, what are we talking about? What, what You brought it up. What? You actually brought this I up. I did. Yeah, you I did. did. I did, because I figured at some point you would remember that I said I was going to get one, and you would ask me about it again, or Tony would remind you in yeah. your pudding head. <laughs> See, I'm going to get you mad now, so we no. can have an argument.
1: You're talking about nicknames. In, there used to the be show. a guy named Ed Puddinhead Jones, baseball yes. player. Was he baseball? Yeah, yeah. Ed Puddinghead Jones. Would you like that? No. How did he I get it? I wonder if he liked it. Uh, the The announcers used to call him that. And uh, how did he get it? How did he get the name? Yeah. I yeah. I don't know, and I don't know whether that was is that negative. Does that sound negative. It doesn't sound
3: great. He <laughs> had <laughs> <laughs> batting fourth today for the Red Sox. head Jones. I, is that is that a
1: compliment? Maybe I
3: could hear Hawk Harrelson, uh, the former White Sox and soon to be Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um. He w- he would come up with something like that. Yeah. We're going to have Hawk on back to you at some point because he is, as you know, from listening to him doing White Sox games. All those years, he's an unbelievable character. What a personality.
0: The yes.
3: things that he came up with, um, the t- time after time, the nicknames. He nicknamed Frank Thomas the Big Hurt. He's uh, the
1: one who said, grab some bench.
3: Grab some bench. Love that. Get foul when the ball's going down the line. A duck snort. A duck snort. Yeah. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. So he, and he's. Uh, you know he's done so many other things. I mean, he quit Major League Baseball because he was a great golfer to try the PGA Tour, and uh, he was he was a heck of a golfer. So and he used to
1: walk like a bird, like a yes, hawk. he did, did, did a chick. He chicken, did the hawk a, walk, yeah, yeah. the
3: <laughs> hawk walk when he'd get a birdie and you know stick his head out and walk yeah, around. Yeah. And he's so flamboyant. Um, wore his white shoes. He wore white yeah. shoes like uh, Pat Boone. Remember Pat Boone, Pat Head Boone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm
1: get us I won't get sued. you know what I'm going to do in 2022? Uh, I'm going to stop making mid 20th century references. Yes,
3: we call them <laughs> old man to. references.
1: <laughs> we call them. It all sounds old- kinder when you say mid 20th century. references.
3: I know, but we always call them old man references no. because we would listen to somebody in the base in a baseball game doing it and. Um, yeah. And it's two to nothing. Baltimore now, bottom of the fifth inning. Uh, look, and here comes so and so to bat. Ed Putin, Head Jones. He reminds me of old Ty Cobb, when well, Ty you... Cobb
1: played. You know, you, they go back so many years. You think uh, baseball would be more interesting if they changed announcers altogether and had younger guys talking about other things with it? Uh, remember when um, in the Monday Night Football, they started putting comedians in there.
3: Yeah, it was terrible. They had Dennis Miller. Yes, that uh, was terrible. Yeah, it was
1: absolutely awful. You
3: did not like that. Oh my gosh, it was terrible because he's in the. It's the wrong forum to try to be funny all the time, and yeah. try to be funny was the you know yeah is the way I would describe it. Um, the problem with play by play sports is that when when younger guys are hired. They are, as you were talking about, inhibited. So they won't cut loose with their personality like Hawk Harrelson or Harry Carey, and they do it, they do it, you know, in a more straight manner.
1: They now, just call the game. Think, they don't make I, it as interesting. You really think so? I would think yeah. the younger guys would be less inhibited.
3: About what, to, uh, I think they're inhibited, or they don't have the personality of a hawk. Or a Harry Carey, but there are some, there are some young announcers that are phenomenal. Um, Len uh, Casper, Len Casper, of the Cubs, he's very, very good. Yeah. So there are a lot of there are there are good ones, but um, you know you don't want to say you know they don't make them they're not gonna make them like Michael Jordan again because then you're going into that old man reference. <laughs> but but um,
1: there aren't gonna be a lot of Harry Careys or Hawk Harrelsons. Yeah. And they don't have, and a lot of these people had distinct voices that, yes, helped make them stars. They did, they did. A lot so, of a lot of guys yeah. across the country kind of sound the same.
3: Yeah, and you know, these guys are also when they get hired, they're they're pushed by their producers to be a certain way, yeah. and um, they just don't have the the. You know, they don't want to lose their job, so they do exactly what the. You know what the people say, so they don't just cut it loose. That's all.
1: Uh, so um, you are? Are you scared about tomorrow's uh, audition? Are you no, not worried? I'm not nervous no? at all.
3: I'm no? not nervous at all. I've taken, I've taken uh, a couple lessons. I've done some Skype sessions with coaches. I listened to a um, a series of instructions. About, How to be an actor, uh, <laughs> part one. Well, things to do. <laughs> Pretend things, you're someone else. <laughs> things not to do, and I'm just not worried about it. I'm either going to get it or I'm not. And and I tell you what, another yes. reason I'm not very worried yeah. is because I don't have, you know, two pages of dialogue to memorize. Mm-hmm. And memorization is a bad word in in acting, as the coaches will tell you, because you have to read the entire thing. And when we're having a dialogue, uh, my line should come to me off of what you say because I have to listen. So you have to listen carefully. So that's how it works. What'd you say? I don't know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> well, um, you know what? Yeah. I will. What I will say. Yeah. This thing's over. Get out of here. We you didn't start yet. As Hawk Harrelson <laughs> would say. In fact, I am going to get out of here. You know what Hawk what? would say? What would he say? This game is over. <laughs>
0: Back to you is a presentation of OPI Productions. For Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville, I'm Sam Greenberg, the Back to You engineer. Special thanks to the staff at the Museum of Broadcast Communication, their website being museum.tv. The executive producer is Tony Lasano with OPIshows.com, which OPI is hippo spelled backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. And Back to You is distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. Until next time, stick around. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other
2: great shows wherever you find podcasts, including shows.com. Thank you.
0: This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? And Friends, starring me, Tommy. <laughs> and me, Kimmy. Yes. And me, Sam. Come meet your new best friends. (laughs) Hey, if you want to listen to our show, this is what it sounds like exactly. It's all about those conversations you can only have with your true friends. So come meet your new friends, Tommy. Kimmy. Sam. Right here with Ant Friends. Me want you as friends. Radiomisfits.com. A new exhibit from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stay
1: tuned. Rock on TV. Artifacts from the Jackson 5, Sonny and Cher, Elvis, Cindy Lauper, ZZ Top, Eric Clapton, and more. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications, 360 North State Street, Chicago. From bandstand to gaga, let's rock on TV.
0: For info and tickets, visit museum.tv. Espresso. French press. Mocha. Frappuccinos. None of these will be discussed, but all will be used on caffeinated comics. It's a weekly podcast about comics, movies, TV, and collectibles hosted by a former comic book store owner and an ex-comedian. What a resume. Sometimes there's special guests. Sometimes it's just us reporting the latest geek news and arguing. Like why I love cable. And why you're wrong about that. So join us each week on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network for superpowers and caffeine. Remember when you made those cappuccinos?
2: Yeah, that whole day's a whole blur. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com.
0: Listen, subscribe and rate back to you on opishows.com or wherever you find your podcast. Just search for Radio Misfits.
1: Is this over? Yes.